Welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we are continuing the conversation from our sermons on Sunday. As always, you don't have to have listened to the sermon, but this really is kind of a way for us to turn the monologue that is a Sunday message from the stage, just talking at people, and really just turn it into a conversation. And so hopefully today we can uh, dig a little bit deeper into uh, what was talked about in uh, Sunday's message, where we're continuing our series between sermons or between sermons. I did that last week too. Were you, did you hear? Yeah. No. Anyways, uh, I'll get this right eventually. Uh, in our series at the movies, uh, we looked at the movie Creed Three and talked about toxic people. And so uh, today, for my co-host, I wanted to bring in the least toxic person <laughs> I know, uh, and that is Pastor Harry Valentine. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm. I'm getting there. I'm right. having one of those mornings where I'm like, words. <laughs> I'm. You know, I'm supposed to be talking in a microphone, and words just aren't, aren't working for me today. Right. <laughs> we'll get it together. Yeah. But hey, so uh, okay, so we're we're jumping in talking about toxic people. Um, honestly, be, before we even get into this, we, we were kind of talking a little bit before that. It's almost like the the word toxic has become like almost oversaturated, overused. And it's a very, like, it's a harsh word. Yes. And, like, maybe there's another word. We're, we're probably going to still end up rocking with toxic just because it, 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 yeah. it is what it is. Uh, but, man, if there's another word, because I think that there's some individuals that maybe have, like, a, a toxic behavior or a moment of, hey, this isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. But to call them a toxic person is, like, that's putting a, a pretty extreme label on them. When really it's like, no, they made a mistake or they did something wrong or they had a selfish moment or, you know, if they went into some counseling or, or talked with a coach, somebody would be able to sit them down and say like, hey, don't talk to people that way or don't treat people that way. That was really selfish. And they, right. like, they just need to be called out on it without being labeled like you're toxic. Yeah. What, what do you think? You know what I think? Uh, and the word that came to mind for me was maybe unhealthy moments, uh-huh. uh, unhealthy behavior. Yeah, yeah. Um, because... When you think of the word toxic, you think of poison. Mm-hmm. And so some of those things that come from that are the unhealthy signs mm-hmm. of maybe a response to a relationship or a life decision or yeah. a mistake that unfortunately will bleed into relationships. It's yeah, not sure. that it's the person, but maybe a moment in life has yeah. caused them to have unhealthy uh, reason or decisions mm-hmm. that, that bleed over into some yeah. areas of their life. Yeah. Something, something that they went through or even just the way they're they're behaving in a moment or with a specific individual. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes throwing that, you know, this person is toxic is, is really extreme. Yeah. The counterpoint to that is there are some people that I hate to say like this, but you are straight up toxic. For sure. Like it's it's like this is not isolated, and yeah, maybe we could we could trace it back to its root, and you know, there's this thing that happened in your childhood, or this mm-hmm. thing how you were raised, or there's this chemical imbalance, and it's making you. But like relationship after relationship, person after person, job after job, it's like no matter where you go, you're the toxic person. For sure, sure, it's the uh, common denominator. Yeah, yeah. Of it all, if <laughs> yes. you're getting the results. Um, of this every single time it seemed like it's everyone else but well i think you were the common denominator so when it comes to the toxic label um i think it's sometimes it's sometimes appropriate, appropriate <laughs> yeah. to use yeah. um when you can see the outcomes of certain certain people and some decisions yeah. so I, I think as as we have this conversation i would love for it to be okay this can apply to somebody that is uh, kind of the, that hyper toxic spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the stuff that we're talking about may be on the lesser end. And we're, we're still going to use the word toxic just because okay. it was part of the, the message and all that. And the way my brain's been working today, I don't know if I'll get another word <laughs> right. out. Um, and so uh, but but really understanding that, like, hey, there, there's some people like don't don't cut them off because they had a bad moment. True. Um, and so as we're kind of talking through all this, kind of just keeping in mind that there really is. Uh, you know, I hate to use spectrum uh, terminology, mm-hmm. but there, there's a spectrum. Like, there, not yes. everybody is on the far end of toxic, but everybody's probably on there somewhere. Like, sure. I, I'll, I'll be man enough to say that, look, there there have been some relationships. There's been some moments where I've been the toxic individual. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe we'll get into that a, a little bit towards the end. But, um, yeah, so just kind of keep that in mind uh, as you're listening or as we're talking and uh, just kind of, you know, maybe maybe – 
maybe the person in your life is on that far end. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're on the other end. Maybe you're on there somewhere too. Yeah. Um, but we all need some help in this area. For sure. I think, you know, a, a good way to measure or figure out where you are on that spectrum, because I think we all fall yeah. on it on it somewhere. Um, well, none of us is perfect, right? So, right, so we are. So obviously, <laughs> if you're not perfect. Right, you're on the spectrum. Um, so I think just this awareness of the fact that you have um, even a possibility that you could have played your part, just the self-awareness of, hey, I played my part in this situation as it relates to how this turned out, and and just owning it, yeah. you know, owning that moment um, so that you can then grow from that. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the most key points to getting away from that toxic behavior is first being aware that you have contributed to the toxic behavior yeah in some regard cool all right well so we're going to jump in so the movie uh on sunday was creed 3 uh which uh i had not watched uh before the message uh but i watched it right after the message like literally like we we got home with our chipotle and put on creed 3 let's do it uh because that's how you do a sunday afternoon in the mccoy household sounds good um and so uh awesome movie I was I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, I kind of didn't I didn't really have expectations for it, uh, but uh, maybe it's just you know I'm an old school Rocky fan and I'm like you know okay. reboots for me I'm like eh yeah. you know yeah. so didn't really get into to any of the creeds. Watch this one because my son was like we gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm honestly there was there was some there was some great life lessons. Great. There was some some great. Um, uh, acting and just all of it was I, I was very happy there were a few moments where I was like oh come on man right uh, but uh, we won't get into that this is this isn't a movie review right uh, but what, what about you uh, Creed fan you, you looked at me like uh, a little bit judgmentally when I said that I wasn't well, really a big Creed guy I could say that I was the same you know originally okay. uh, but after sitting down and watching it uh, Creed one like, okay I see how they spent this I okay. love the storyline I love how they were able to a rebirth that yeah, yeah. you know a rocky story yeah. uh through creed so i enjoyed that part okay. um so after watching one and two i really didn't know how you could continue that mm-hmm. storyline yeah. you know so i love the spin and a twist on how they produce creed retirement. Yeah, yeah it was great oh you got well you, the, any great boxing story you got to have that like he comes back you know yeah, for sure yeah, come on for sure <laughs> So, you know, I'm a fan. I enjoyed it. Um, I love the lessons that are presented in the movie. And I think we did a great job of, of really pulling those out. Yeah. On yesterday. Yeah. Kudos to uh, to Carlton, who uh, actually delivered the, the message. Uh, I think the some of the principles that he pulled out from it uh, were just phenomenal. And so uh, awesome job, Carlton. But um, so. Carlton kind of gave us a lot of points on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, to really dissect, you know, what does it look like when there's a toxic relationship? How do you navigate that? What, what is the right approach? What's, what's yeah. the right thing to do? Uh, and so w- one of the first things that he said is uh, uh, that you got to identify the signs. Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious. So uh, this is this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, on the show, too, is uh, you and I have very different personalities. For sure. And. Um, uh, you have the personality that I think every pastor should have, <laughs> right? Like you're just, you're, you're very loving. You're very mm-hmm. kind. You, you see the best in people. Yeah. I mean, you, you are the guy that's like, you know, you'll take the shirt off uh, and give it to somebody Absolutely. like shirt off your back. Uh, and I just, I love that about you. Mm-hmm. For me, a lot of times, you know, I've, I'm, I'm growing into uh, pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. uh, but like my personality style, I'm very systematic. It's very details. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I can I can overlook people, and it's uh, it's it's a negative trait that I'm I'm adjusting and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working through. It's one of those, you know, God's doing things in me for sure. Um, but uh, I think for for me, it's been easier to just kind of cut off people the moment they start to show some toxic signs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I ain't got time for that. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm better off without you in my life. Like yeah. I'm I'm totally fine if you just don't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas I think that you kind of got that personality where you're like, no, everybody can be redeemed and everybody. And yeah. I'm like, I love that about Harry. So I got to sit down and talk with him. Like, do you recognize sign when somebody's being toxic or do you need somebody else to be like, hey, Harry, like, you know, I know you see the good in him, but here's some of the not so good that you might be missing. Or are you able to just kind of see the signs? So a uh, growing <laughs> moment. 
because there were a time where I was unable to see the signs. Okay. Because I, I see the good, I see the, the hope, I see the beauty in every yeah. situation. And when I mean every situation, everyone. It's everyone. Um, Your basement is flooded like 18 times <laughs> and you're still smiling beauty. and like, man, I'm learning beauty. this and I'm doing that. Um, but I've been, you know, it, it has come a point in time where that, that approach at times has hurt. Yeah. You know, and it's not until uh, the hurt has already happened. In hindsight, I'll say like, man, but I saw that. Yeah. And I, I guess I ignored it. I covered it up with, you know, hey, it'll get better. I'm sure it would, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think the flip side of that is someone with my personality could miss the signs. Mm -hmm. and, and as a result of that, be subject to uh, have to endure toxic behavior for a lot longer yeah had they saw the signs early and it, it on. does more damage for sure because honestly if, it, if it's a truly toxic relationship i mean the longer it goes on the more damage that's done yeah and so you see the the manipulation over time yeah um taking advantage of you know uh, even even in the moments it's hard for someone like myself to even see it because yeah. i can see the beauty i see what the individual could yeah. become yeah. or becoming. Yeah. And so if I see a, a moment of growth, hey, yeah. that area of growth supersedes perhaps yeah. that that toxic moment or that yeah. unhealthy response or decision yeah. that was made in the moment. So uh, it's a, a battle at times, but I know for sure one thing that uh, Carlton talked about was just the, the being aware or the intuition that God mm -hmm. has placed on the inside of us yeah. that we have. And I could say that uh, with my wife and my mom, women, th their intuition is just yeah. like amazing. It's like, yeah, they I mean, we know. say all the time that like our wives are the voice of the Holy Spirit <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> For sure. And so uh, there's moments where I have to lean on those around me yeah. um, to show, show me some areas that perhaps I can't see. Yeah. You know, there's a blind side. Uh, that I, I can't necessarily put my hand on yeah. because of, yep. you know, the personality that I have. And I yep. know that it's a gift from God, so it's not that I'm trying to change. Yeah. I'm not trying to change it, but I must be aware yeah. because in that process, you know, the damage that takes place over time, yep. you know, it's like, man, God, is is this a yeah. gift? You know, like, yeah. should I have done something different? And then you start to hold yourself in a place where you criticize a little bit more like man I could have done this better yeah. or perhaps making this decision if I saw it or like yeah I think I saw it so you you begin to question kind of how God has, has wired you yeah. but when you see the the beauty of it you say hey I this is what it's for yeah. and so you know it's beauty on both sides yeah no I love that so so for for a lot of people though um you know help us identify what the signs are. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause you know, it's one thing to just say, Hey, there's signs. Well, what are they? Cause like uh, if, if you are maybe even from, from my personality side where you're just you're cutting people off, it's like, sure. you know, did I even, was there even justification for that? Or from your side where it's like, you know, I want to see the, the positive, mm -hmm. you know, it's like every situation, every person, you can interpret their actions in multiple ways. Sure. And some people will default to, uh, the explanation is a negative and some will default to the explanation is a positive. But mm -hmm. but what are the, the actual signs where it's like, OK, when this person keeps saying this thing or keeps doing this, like this behavior is a sign of some it's unhealthy. You know, we, we could say maybe it goes all the way to toxic. Maybe it's just unhealthy. But what, what are some of those signs that you've seen? I could say personally, um, and this is, you know, every situation is different. And mm -hmm. so you're going to see some of those signs show up different ways, different moments. But I think for me, um, an area that I, I've seen more in a business environment of state of like competition, mm -hmm. you know, where uh, it should be a partnership, yep. but you hear words of, hey, well, I would have. Yeah. Um, I think this will be, you know, is more of I than we. Yep. And so those are signs in anything that should be a partnership yep when you start to hear more of i within that yeah. context of communication or meetings and different things yep. like that you start that's a sign 
Yeah. It's like, okay, well, oh, if, absolutely. if we're not moving towards the same goal yeah. as we, yep. us, yep. then there's that's an issue. Yeah, That's a sign that I've uh, identified. A connecting one to that is when, when, when somebody can't celebrate another person's wins or, or looks at it as, well, there's, there's a reason why that's so like, man, I, I just did something great. Yeah. And you're in my life and you're going, yeah, but, well, but. you only got there because, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, that was good, but so-and-so did it better. Or yeah, that's good for you. But man, back in the day, I did it like this. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's like those little statements of like, can you just celebrate yes. when someone else wins? Absolutely. And we even see that in, in the movie, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. so Dame, his jealousy is, is probably the, one of the biggest toxic, um, you know, signs that he has. Like, he's like, you're living my life. Yes. Like, I wanted these things. And it's like, but at the beginning of the movie, he's your little brother. Like, if my little brother starts succeeding in something, mm-hmm. I want to celebrate that. Yes. Uh, but when you're unhealthy, you can't celebrate somebody else's wins. You're going to you're gonna, you're gonna uh, justify, like, why, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really succeed like you know he got it handed to him yes uh you know or you know well you know with the circumstances that he was going through i mean who he would have had to be the biggest idiot not to succeed or you know and you make these little and these little comments and sometimes they can even be said with a smile on the face and like oh yeah good for you (laughs) it's like yeah good for me yep and you know what happens in that is um toxic behavior will attach itself long enough to get what they want. Ooh, yeah. And so for me and my personality, I may not see it. Yep. But you're talking, hey, years later, it was like, wow, all of this time, <laughs> I was just being, yep. you know. They're just take, 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 take. take. And yeah. so now that you've received the very thing that you wanted, yeah. you really see that the relationship was not what they, they wanted. Yeah. They wanted what you could provide and what can, yep. you could give them. Yep while you had them while they had you and that right there is another sign that you see is if if all they ever do in the relationship is take Mm -hmm. they never give that's not healthy no like that relationships i think carlton even talked about it's supposed to be a two-way street yes sir and when you turn it into a one-lane highway like it that's not healthy that's Mm -hmm. not how things are supposed to be and i I get like there i've got some friends in my life where i'm financially in a place that's that's better than where they are and Mm -hmm. i've got friends that are in better place financially than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I got across the board. Uh, and so it's like, I get that there's, there's times when like I, I can be a help to a friend that's in need sure. financially. And I don't view that as them just take, 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 right. because that person will still call me up just to talk mm-hmm. or send me a text just saying, Hey, I was thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to manipulate. I'm not, they're not trying to get any money from me. They're not trying yeah. to take anything from me. They're, they're just like, Hey, I just, or I've had friends that I realized later on that like they were using me as like their uh, free therapist. <laughs> so like it was like I, I realized it was like man it was like five years into a relationship and I realized like we only talk about your problems. Mm. We only talk about your struggles. Like yeah. you've never asked me how I'm doing. Yeah. Or or in those moments where you're like hey how you doing and I start to say something you're like oh yeah no but for me I just you know yes. and it's like whoa the take 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 should be a sign yeah and i love this ain't healthy it's not healthy you know i look at it like this is is it adding value you know am i adding value to you and are you you adding value value to me me? uh that's his principle in real estate it's how can i add value to the very thing that i'm invested into and so i think that goes for relationships yep you know uh, the two-way street hey the support should not be one-sided Mm -hmm. Um, The encouragement should not be one-sided. That intentionality to make sure that I'm checking in shouldn't be one-sided. And I understand that I I say this oftentimes in my wife. She's like, how could you do that? I said, well, I go into a relationship with no expectation. Yeah. And she, how can you do that? Because one, I don't want to establish an expectation for a person that they can't meet or I can't even provide for them. Yeah. Perhaps I'm in a season where I just can't meet that expectation. Yep. So it's best that I go in where we land. That's where we land. That's our relationship. I have some friends where it's strictly basketball. Yeah. I have some friends where it's strictly business. I have some friends strictly ministry. And just because they don't cross doesn't mean we don't have relationship. Right. I think the boundary is set based off yeah. of the expectation we both provide. And I think yeah. it adds value yep. to both ends. 
And that value doesn't necessarily mean it's one to one. Sure. So it's it's not like, well, I bought lunch this week, so he has to buy lunch next week. Yes. And if he doesn't, then he's toxic. No, <laughs> like, that, that's not what we're saying. Like, right. It's not a one to one match, but it is like, what what is the value that they're, they're bringing to mm-hmm. the relationship? And if they're not, like just understand that and like I, and i've had some relationships where I, like i recognize like oh this isn't really a friendship this may be defined as like a mentorship where like i know that i'm on the giving end of this sure. in a major way but if i'm aware of that then i can put the boundaries uh, and we'll talk about that in a second like i can put the boundaries in place that i need that are going to be different than uh you know somebody that that let's say is is an actual friend and mm-hmm. it's not i'm not just your coach I'm your friend. Yeah. And in that friend moment, there may be some coaching, right? There may be some times where I'm like, Hey, you know, let me, let me help you with that. For sure. Uh, But we have a genuine relationship and Mm -hmm. it's not built on just that one thing. When a relationship is just built on that one thing, like you talk about, you know, you've got friends that it's just this or it's just that Mm -hmm. like it, that's okay. That, and that can be healthy. Just understanding what that is. For sure. Uh, And, and sometimes if you're trying to have a, a two way street relationship with somebody, and they're just a taker. It's like, okay, we got to redefine this yep. relationship. And in that redefinition, we got to put in some some different boundaries. Mm-hmm. So let's go into that. Yeah. Um, what what do healthy boundaries in these relationships look like? When, when you identify somebody that, okay, well, let's label them toxic or let's just label them unhealthy. Uh, what are some boundaries that you can put in place to keep those relationships healthy? Wow. So I think um, a few boundaries that, are beneficial that could help and I guess this is all dependent on the personality of a person uh, but before I get into that I want to just say that oftentimes we we don't set boundaries to after the hurt yeah and it's yeah. not that it's too late yeah. you know at least you're starting somewhere and then I don't even know that you call that a boundary that's more like a wall like you just put up a wall <laughs> between you and that one person right in that one situation right yeah you know but guardrails don't do any good after you crash your car absolutely <laughs> like so true so I think um, for me personally, and I think something that, that helps is, you know, a boundary of communication, mm-hmm. you know, um, just really first off identifying and communicating. Yeah. Okay, this is, where I'm at, this is where I'm at, this is what it is, and this is what it's not. Yep. You know, I think that's a, a very healthy boundary that you can establish um, up front, out the gate. Yeah. You know, this way both sides know yeah. where we are and how we're going to move in this relationship. Yeah. Um, another is, you know, just, I guess, depending on what that relationship presents, whatever capacity that is in, you have to set personal boundaries for yourself. I know some areas that I won't allow to, uh, lines that I won't allow to be crossed. Mm-hmm. And so the moment someone is inching towards that line, yep. you have to be the one to turn them away yep. and push that yep. uh, push them back before they get too too close and, and knowing how to do that is the difference between you becoming the toxic person or, or not uh, like you can have a healthy boundary and somebody starts creeping up on it and your response to them being too close to the boundary could could have them walking away going man that guy's toxic yeah, <laughs> yeah. like no 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 this is a healthy boundary mm-hmm. i just gotta i gotta let you know up front like this is this is the boundary and this is this is why it's in place. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that can feel offensive. It, but I it think can, it's healthy. It is. It's healthy for both sides because the moment you cross that, you may see something that you haven't seen before. Yeah. And we don't know what's on the other side of that boundary. Yeah. We don't know what hurt, what pain, yeah. um, you know, that, that can show up yeah. and then hurt the individual a lot more. Yeah. So uh, I think it's, it's healthy to have, but I think it's the first starts with just establishing those and communicating what yeah. those boundaries are uh, in the relationship. Yeah. So like one of the boundaries that, that I have is um, who knows what. Like there's some information about my life or struggles that I'm going through mm-hmm. or situations the family's going through that I will share with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll sit on a podcast and talk about it openly because I'm, I'm, I'm not really a secretive person to begin with. But there are some boundaries that I need to put in place where it's like, okay, look, I'm not going to address that issue with this person because mm-hmm. they're toxic. They're, they're not in a healthy place. And if mm-hmm. I give them this, 
it becomes ammunition that they can use against me or against others. Yeah. And so I have to be, I have to guard the boundary that I have to put is who gets what information. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's some people that get full access for sure. And there's some people that just get kind of the surface level. Yeah. Uh, And there's all kinds of in between. And it really is just like, okay, if there's a medical thing going on in my family, who, who knows about that? If, if, you know, if there's a spiritual thing going on in my life, who who knows about that? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not healthy for nobody to know. Right. But it's probably not hell. It's just as unhealthy for everybody to know everything. So true. Uh, and so for me, that's that's one of the boundaries that that I set up. Kind of with that, um, kind of a simple boundary that I have is um, some people get my email address. Mm-hmm. Other people get my cell phone. Yeah. Some people get the church number. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, and that's that's boundaries. And and honestly, the for for me, like a lot of people have my cell phone, um, and I I tell them like use it. Yeah. Um, but there's some people where I'm like, yeah, I should not have given you my cell phone right. number. That, that, that was a bad idea. Yeah. I think a boundary for me personally, because of the how I'm wired, um, is that I have to filter, you know, um, certain situations through uh, through my wife. Yeah. You know, not because of anything other than perhaps I just can't see it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's been times where I just can't see it. It could be right in front of me yep clear as day and i'm like no but and so practicing that over time uh, in a healthy way has helped me to identify like well, man yeah i saw that so if someone is maybe a personality similar to myself uh just have someone that you a safe place that you could yep. bring certain things to and say hey yeah am i not seeing this correctly yep. is there a, a change or um maybe I should put my attention to this very area a little bit more um, because that's helpful. Yeah. You know, I don't want to lose the gift that God has placed on me, but I want to not also be the one who takes all the beating and the bruises yeah, yeah. in the process of yeah. it all. So I think one boundary is to just to have someone else, you know, yep. support system. I was just about to say that we, we define that on Sunday as uh, you need mm-hmm. a support system. Yeah. And so you, you've already kind of gone into like part of your support system, obviously, is your wife. Yeah. Uh, who else is in that support system? Like you don't have to name names or anything, but hey. like what, what, what kind of people do you put in your support system or, or individuals where it's like hey, this is this is how I build a healthy support system? Yeah. You know what? You you attract, you know, those individuals mm-hmm. um, just by. Being in community, being intentional about yeah. community. Um, some people know, not some people, just about all people know that I'm in community with, kind of just know, oh, that's Harry. This yeah. is how he operates. Yeah. So I think in that respect of that, they they find the way to establish a healthy relationship within yeah. the way that I am. And to my point of adding value, that I could add that value also to them. Yeah. Um, but I think just being intentional of the people that you have, you know, mm-hmm. and with the expectation of each relationship, allowing for it to mature and develop uh, at the pace that it should, yeah. you know. And if those individuals that you you find yourself in relationship with, um, you then start to compartmentalize them as needed. Hey, if this is a text, email, yeah. personal, yep. hey, we're going to go out once in every blue yep. moon or, or not. I think that would definitely help. And you'll start to see that you're, you have variety within your community. And I think that's important. Like um, the clicks or just, this is my group. This is my type of people only. I think there is some danger in that um, because there's no new friends. No one else enters into this space. And because of that, you don't have the variety that's needed, that blended variety to help you in areas that you may need to mature or you may need uh, a rude awakening in. You know, someone who is a little more open and outspoken to kind of talk directly to the situation. If you close that person out because that's totally against your personality and how you feel, I think you miss the opportunity for growth. And so um, I think for me it's just allowing for the variety of relationships to happen throughout every aspect of my life. And then as I'm going through those, you start to identify who's where, when, what, and how. And uh, that has been a great asset for me. And I feel like I'm just like a, a multi, what is it, a, a universal remote yeah. that, hey, I could turn on just about any channel and be in any room at any time yeah. simply because of that model. I'm looking for variety. 
Yeah. But there is still an expectation and of, of each of those relationships yeah. that we must present and establish. Yeah, and maybe sometime we'll have time to, to kind of do a teaching on this, but like there's there's different types of people that everybody needs in their life. Like every, everybody needs a pastor, everybody needs a coach, everybody mm -hmm. needs a mentor, everybody needs a friend, everybody needs a, a, a counselor. Like there, there are these specific individuals that everybody needs, uh, but that's that's that would take us a whole nother podcast yeah. to kind of break down uh, and walk through. Um, but I'm curious for somebody that's listening right now and is like, okay, the toxic person is my spouse and I'm isolated. Hmm. And so Harry's like, man, the people around you, that's your support system. And your, your spouse is your support system. And like, well, my spouse is not, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have nobody around me. Where do I go? Like mm -hmm. what, what's my starting point for getting a support system around me that can help me navigate through these relationships? Start with this safe place. Um, because not every place that you're in could be considered safe. Yeah. Um, identify that part. Uh, when I'm being a coach to um, a friend or a mentor to a, a friend, the f one of the first things I, as they're presenting the issue or the problem, can you see yourself in it first? Mm -hmm. I know what they did. I, I know what contributed to your feelings right now, and I'm not being insensitive to that. Yeah. I first want you to see yourself. Mm -hmm. What could have, what you could have done differently yeah. in the moment? Because I think we have to understand that we all we contribute. There's two way. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, man, I, I know I shouldn't have responded that way. So if you can see yourself, mm -hmm. I think working from that place will then help you to put in proper steps to maybe come to a resolve or resolution, uh, maybe even some reconciliation mm -hmm. with that individual yeah. uh, because everyone wants to protect self-preservation, yeah. preservation, right? I want to protect how I feel. Um, and so we get into this, this, but you, but you, the finger pointing. Right. And I think starting from me first, working my way towards us will then help the other person realize like, hey, they owned some of what they did and perhaps it was years ago that now you're looking at the person in front of you what they become because of something done previous yeah. that you just have forgotten so i think when it comes to that spousal relationship that part of it is identify self yeah. how did how did i contribute to perhaps what i see before me today and if i could look back and say this person wasn't like this two yeah. years ago three years ago maybe i contributed to some of this yeah own that then you could walk into the steps of maybe reconciling. But I think starting with a safe place, bringing somebody in with non-bias to the, to the situation yeah. and just let them just ring you out. Yeah. You know, it, it's not uh, personal. You know, I, yeah. I want to see you grow, but I think you need to uproot some of those yeah. things, some of those behaviors, um, and you first have to deal with self before you could deal with us. Right. Them. No, I think that's super healthy. I, I've heard, heard people talk about, like, uh, your spouse is whatever you make them. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and I can I can see that. Like when when I am doing the right things towards my spouse, mm -hmm. uh, man, the the relationship grows in a healthy way. And what I start receiving from her, like it's like, man, this is this is great. When I start putting in garbage, garbage in, garbage out. That's right. Um, and so yeah, no, I think that's fantastic advice. Um, I'll just add to so for somebody that's like, I need a support system and I don't have it. Um, like don't. Don't underplay the value of professional help. Like, yeah. get a counselor, get a therapist, get somebody that is trained to That's help. Because, like, that could be a, a safe place. That could be the, the outside help. Mm -hmm. And your support structure could be built around this, this counseling relationship. Now, it may take you some time to find a counselor that you connect with, that you mm -hmm. feel uh, that trust with. I'd absolutely recommend above all else a Christian counselor yeah. because you, you want to make sure that the, the advice that you're getting and everything is biblically rooted and yep. uh, it's going to point you to God and not away from God. And so because there's just all kinds of craziness yes. out there. Um, but man, just don't, don't underestimate the value of, mm -hmm. of, if you feel like you don't have a support system, man, a, a lot of insurance companies now will cover, uh, yeah. counseling. Um, if not, man, there, there's some low cost options. There's, there's some, there's some people out there that can help. We've got a counseling team here at CLC that, that helps it's, uh, you know, it's for our members. Um, and it's, it's short term. So mm -hmm. like, you're not going to get your 
10 years uh, with sure. this person. It's sure. short term. It's, you know, a few weeks, just really it's assessment and it's mm-hmm. kind of helping you get through some stuff. Uh, but man, seek professional help. Yep. If, you, if you really need, if you have no support system, maybe start there. Yeah. Um, and then I, I would always recommend uh, the, the spiritual side. Sure. So find, find a pastor, yeah. uh, find a ministry leader. Um, a, a big part of my current support system came through uh, life group. Yeah. Um, you start doing relationship with people yeah. and you realize that, man, when, when something's going wrong, the first person uh, or the first group I want to text to pray for me is that life that group. group. Yeah. Uh, and so get into community, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Uh, if you're at CLC or if at a different church, whatever, whatever community looks like there, yeah. uh, man, get into community. Um, the other thing for me is support system has come about. I work at a church, so it's kind of cheating. Yeah. Uh, but uh, serving in ministry is is a way that um, I've been able to build support systems. Mm-hmm. So it's people that I've been working with, and some don't even attend CLC anymore, aren't on staff at CLC, don't don't participate in anything at CLC anymore, moved away or whatever. But they were added to my support system mm-hmm. because we were doing life together, because we're working together, or because we're volunteering together. Yeah. Uh, and now, like years later, like they're still going to be a quick phone call. Absolutely. Uh, because I need some support. I need some help. Uh, yeah. And then I've also got some people just completely outside of of the church organization, mm-hmm. um, some pastors around the country that I've I've met at conferences or met at random places, and it's like I need I need some spiritual insight from somebody that I don't I don't sign their paychecks for sure, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is kind of fun. I don't sign anybody's paychecks. So <laughs> I don't touch the money. Um, uh, but you know, hy- hypothetically or or, right. or whatever, like just this idea of um, even pastors need. Uh, a spiritual support system outside of of their church and so yeah uh, but yeah those are some of the the key people that i would look to like Mm -hmm. my first support is my my wife but for somebody that's listening right now and they're like my husband is the toxic person or my wife is the toxic person that i can't go to them okay do you have a counselor yep do you have a life group do you have a pastor that you can talk to yeah um who around you can offer that wise support I think one of the problems, though, is a lot of people will go from one toxic person to another toxic mm. person, and it's, you know, they're trying to get help with this toxic person by going to this toxic friend from work, yeah. and it's just like, oh, just no. No. Don't, don't do that. That's not healthy that's at not all. A, that's not a good support yeah. system. That's not what you, you go need. go from unhealthy to unhealthy, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think there was a moment in, in Creed uh, that the wife really started to chew him out. Oh, yeah. And she really wanted to know. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Like, that was the sign, the heart, the passion, the love of support. And I don't think we want that support to come by way of that. That's yeah. not how we want it to look at times. Yeah, yeah. But to get to the root of anything, that's the only way that I want it. That's the only way that I want to receive it because it's going to go deep. It's going to be able to pull up those, those hurts, those pains um, that uh, another unhealthy person may not because an unhealthy person would just, yes, yeah, you're right. For sure, pat you on the back. No, you're doing yep. the right thing. You're good, and all they're doing is is digging a deeper hole. Yep, digging a deeper hole. So you need the passion, you need the love, and it's gonna show up in a, a really uncomfortable moment or time. But we saw the bounce back because of that moment. Yeah, to pull the the truth out. I love it. It's beautiful. All right, we're gonna kind of wind down. Got a, got a last couple of questions uh, for you that I think w- would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the message is kind of closing uh, instruction was there's one thing that we all have to do, and that's love people. Yeah. And I, I love that. Yeah. Because that is biblical. That is, sure. you know, Jesus said it, they're going to know that you're my disciples by the way you love. Yes. Like love has to be this paramount thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over and over in Scripture. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. Yeah. You want to you want to sum up the Bible in two commands is love God, love people. That's right. Um, so we have to love. How do you love a toxic person? Hmm. How do you how do you love somebody that you've identified, you recognize, and we're not talking about on the the left hand side of that spectrum. Sure. We're talking full blown. This person has the skull and crossbones sticker on their forehead. <laughs> right. Their exactly. their oil drum is oozing something green. <laughs> like if if Daredevil touched it, he'd <laughs> he'd get superpowers. Uh, right. Um, so. <laughs> Daredevil references right. in the middle of this. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but how do you love a toxic person? Oh, from a distance. Ooh, that's good. I mean, there's there's no other way. Yeah. Um, 
I think they will be able to appreciate you more yeah. from afar uh, because when they had that close proximity, they couldn't value the relationship. Yeah. They couldn't value what you actually brought to the relationship. Yeah. And so from a distance, you'll begin to see, man, the benefits and, and the added value that that individual actually was bringing to you. But because you were so close in whatever gender, however you felt, the competition, the underlying tones that presented yep. themselves, whatever that was, um, you couldn't see. It was almost like you were always in competition. You yep. know, you were always trying to get the one up. And now that you're not able to do that because of the distance, yeah. I think you value the relationship, the friendship more yeah. because I'm not, I'm not competing. Now I can see, wow, I could actually benefit from that. Yep. I actually need that. You could see that the times you were maybe called out wasn't to hurt you. It was actually to help you. Yeah. It was actually to raise you. It was actually to pour into you, encourage you, to bring you up to the place that I, they saw in you. Yeah. And I think distance is the way to do it. I yeah. mean, the only way to do it. And we see that at the end of, at, at the end of Creed. Yeah. And we were talking about that um, pre-show, but... Uh, I think that moment when they do their, their <laughs> you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, your family's waiting on you. For me, my my soul, my I'm like, he's family too. Let's go. We're gonna yeah. walk out here together. We want everybody to see. But Creed, let's go to dinner together. All let's of do. Us. We're done. We're here. Let's go. But Creed knew he had already set the boundary, and this was him enforcing it. Yep. As much as in him, he wanted. He knew that Dane was family yeah i have to enforce yep. a boundary we need some space distance yeah. say if you need anything you know yep. where to find me yep. that was that support but it's going to be from yep. distance so yeah no i love that i think that um in that distance you can still be uh, praying for that person yeah you know there, there still can be love and care that's expressed for sure but you know you don't need to bring them over to your house around yeah, your kids absolutely um yeah no I, I think that that's brilliant um and that whole distance piece, man, I, I wasn't sure where to bring this up. I, I, I wanted to. I had to because my wife found this meme uh, and gave it to Carlton, and Carlton didn't use it. So, Carlton, <laughs> you're, on, you're on Soul's list right now because you didn't use this, and it was, it was brilliant. But it's this idea of um, don't, don't allow loneliness mm. to cause you to go back to a toxic relationship. Mm. Uh, and the, I think the full quote, it's, it, it connects basically this idea that um, – you don't drink poison just because you're thirsty. Mm. So don't go back to a toxic individual just because you're lonely. Yeah. Uh, and sadly, as as a pastor, as a as a person, yeah. um, as a friend, I have seen countless people mm -hmm. end up with a toxic person that they knew mm -hmm. was toxic before they ever yeah. got there. Like they they knew because they they had broken it off. They had, yep. they had separated. Sadly, this 90% of the time, this is a dating thing mm -hmm. or a marriage thing. This is like, this is a, I would rather be with Mr. Wrong mm. than be with nobody. Yeah. Um, and so, um, man, what, what hope or help can you offer to somebody that's like, I know this relationship is toxic, mm -hmm. but it's the only one I've got. Yeah. Or if I if I break off this friendship, then I have no friends. I have nobody to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Or if I end this dating relationship, I've got I've got no prospects. You know, I'm at my age or at this circumstance in mm -hmm. life. It, you know, it took me ten years. Uh, you know, to find this this thing. There's another meme that talks about you know uh, don't hold on to a mistake just because it took a long time to make it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's like you know how how do you not drink poison when you're thirsty? Yeah. Uh, remind yourself of the healing. So if you could remember the day you broke it off and how you felt the day after. Yeah. You felt this relief. You Weight felt off your shoulders. Man, I, I feel lighter now. Yeah. Remind yourself of that day and remind yourself of the days after that where you saw yourself in a different routine, um, a different space uh, mentally, uh, yeah. emotionally. Continue to remind yourself of those daily wins outside of that toxic relationship. I think that will help you stay, say, hey, I'm loving the results. Yeah. Love the results that is happening. So the moment you find yourself thirsty for whatever reason, maybe a movie yep. come on, a show, a song plays on the radio that reminds yep. you of that moment, yep. 
remind yourself of the daily wins that you've had outside of that toxic relationship because that song would only last for two minutes yep but you have a lot more life to live and so uh, i think the daily reminders of the wins would definitely help you and and then go back to that support system Mm -hmm. that's why you need the support you you need a healthy enough support system to say that that dude is trouble yeah do not or man that girl is a mess yes I know you hate being alone right now, yeah. But being alone, trust me, is better than being with that mm-hmm. person because you were you were awful. You felt awful. You acted yeah. awful. You, you life was horrible when you were with them. Yeah. Don't go back to that. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times it's it's this justification of, but they've changed, mm. or you know, but they've they've grown. And maybe that's true. That's yeah. true. Like two percent of the time. Two. Yeah. Ninety eight percent of the time, you just got thirsty. Yeah, that's right. You got you got lonely, and so you're you're trying to see you're trying mm. to um, avoid the signs. Yeah, you know the the signs are there, but you got to read them. Yeah, right. It's hard to see through a broken lens. Yeah, you know. So yeah. as you're healing, yep. you have to heal in order to see. One hundred percent. Yeah. So until that happens, yep. you you might have seen some some of those fractures kind of you know yeah. smoothed out a bit, yeah. and you feel like man, I'm doing better. Yeah, you're doing better but you still have broken lenses. So you have to make sure that you're completely healed in order to see it correctly, see it the right way. And so I think that's important. Accountability would definitely show you like, no girl, Uh uh-uh, nah bro, it's not good, (laughs) Uh -uh. don't do it. You're doing so well and I think you get both in. You get the accountability, but then you get the encouragement. Keep going, you're doing amazing. Uh, I'm here for you. Uh, That support system definitely will put you back on track. Yeah, for sure, love it. Yeah. All right, so we started off, we talked about this this idea that there's almost like the spectrum of the toxicity and the reality that because none of us are perfect, mm-hmm. we are all on that spectrum. For We're sure. all on that. Uh, I can honestly say there, there were some dating relationships that I had before uh, I got married where, like, I look back on some of my behavior and, like, in the moment, I don't think it was intentional. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be whatever, but I'm looking back and I'm like, man, Brian, you were toxic. Yeah. Like you were using that person yeah. and man, that was not good. Mm-hmm. So like, what what do you do when you identify, I'm the toxic one? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. oh no, yeah. let me fix that. What do you do? You know, I think that's, that's really hard. I don't <laughs> well, know. Well, to identify it, yeah, you, you probably identify. need somebody to say, you're the toxic person. You're the person. toxic one. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the hard part of it all. But I think it goes back to the common denominator. If you're trying to say, man, why why am I not growing or elevating? It doesn't seem like I have, you know, the friends. Everybody is saying this. and Those are the signs and the words that you could really process through your mind and say, maybe it's me. Yeah. And if I've, I've heard it more than one is that, time. Is that a Taylor people, Swift song? <laughs> the, the, Hello, it's me. The Hello problem is me, is me or the whatever. Problem is me, whatever. The problem Taylor is Swift, me, whoever. Uh, but I do think listen to it or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you can identify that I am the problem. Yeah, that is hard, right? But the moment you do, I think that starts this this process of healing. Yeah. But then also the process of reconciliation. Yeah. To restore some of the relationships that perhaps you contributed to. Yep. uh, To restore. even the the personal healing, because I think the individual, uh, we look back in that story, we see that Dame, I don't think, although he had some hard moments in life that contributed to some of his his behavior, I don't, it wasn't until that moment of life, that that moment where things began to just shift for him, and he had to adapt to this new way of living, which then changed his mindset, his personality, his character, and he had one goal, bitterness setting, and all of these different things. So I think it's important that we go back, just take a few steps back and say, I know I'm not like this. What contributed to this? Go end up here. Handle that. Handle that piece. Because I know a lot of good people, a lot of great people, one decision caused them to change and, and feel and act the way that they do now today. Yeah. But it wasn't them before. And I believe that God can restore that. He could He could heal that. He could change that situation for you. But you have to first deal with that head on. Yeah. And say, hey, what are the roots? How deep are they? Yeah. You know, I'm dealing with this area. 
and I've dealt with this, but I've just learned how to deal with it my way. Identify that, and I think that will help yeah. the individual, the toxic individual, then become maybe on a get closer to that middle yeah. part yeah. of the spectrum. Get a, get a little more healthy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that self-awareness is really hard for, for a it lot of is. people. It is, it um, is. And, and even for people that are like, man, I'm self-aware. Mm-hmm. Like there's blind spots, um, there's stuff that you miss. Uh, I think the healthiest thing that we can do is when we recognize that, um, yeah, everybody's on this toxic um, spectrum sure. somewhere, stop and say, okay, where am I? Mm-hmm. And, and even just evaluating every relationship, okay, with, with this person, you know, start with the, the big key relationships mm-hmm. with my spouse, with my kids, with my parents, um, you know, with the family members, okay, mm-hmm. with these key people. Have I demonstrated toxic behavior? Have, mm-hmm. have, I, have I been taking more than I've been giving? Mm-hmm. Uh, have, I, have I been able to celebrate their wins? Have I been able to encourage them and celebrate with them without yeah. making it all about me? Yeah. Um, have I been, you know, the have I been the main character in everybody's story, mm. right? Like, are there are there things that I I need to own up to? And I think that as you evaluate those relationships and say, okay, with my kids, I'm not a toxic father, but man, I lost my temper. Mm-hmm. Um, with with my 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 spouse, um, I'm not a toxic person, but man, mm-hmm. I realized that I wasn't really trying to meet their needs. I was just I've been mm. this season right now. I've just been trying to get them to meet my needs. Yeah. Okay, they've, they've been struggling. I've been doing nothing about it. And we, we self-reflect. We look at each of those individual relationships and say, okay, how have I been? If I had to give myself a score of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. 10 being Jesus, 1 being Dame, <laughs> um, you know, how, how toxic <laughs> have I been? Um, and, and identify those things and then mm-hmm. man up. You know, sorry, female li- listeners. Uh, I hope that doesn't offend female you. But uh, woman up. I, I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> phrasing is. This that's politically correct right now. But um, own your mistakes for sure. Go and apologize. Uh, repent. You know, yep. identify this was not right. Mm-hmm. I am sorry that I did this, and here's how I'm going to rectify it. Yeah. Here's how I'm not going to continue doing that thing in the future. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you handle. Yeah. Being the toxic person. You know, and that's what keep you from being toxic. Absolutely. Yep. To get think, to that point where you need the sticker on your forehead and right. the, the oozing can. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that process is the way that you you could then move closer to the healthier side of that yeah. the relationships. Yeah. Um, I think what keeps you on the other side is the fact that you're not willing to take those steps. Yep. You're not willing to self identify, yep. to be self aware. Yep. It's me, I'm the I'm not the if problem. Everybody Everyone's else is the, the problem, problem. Never me. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, bro. Awesome. All right. This is a great conversation. Love yes, hanging out with you. You're heading off to New York shortly. Yes. Going to be awesome. Uh, be have a great time with the youth. Uh, I can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. But uh, For sure. Yeah, this is uh, Between Sermons. We'll uh, see you next time. It'll be our last uh, at the movies message. So uh, get to hang out with my wife for a little bit. You don't want to miss it. Check it out.